Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, how to be a skilled at being a bottom, men who are quiet during sex, and Kame Bat likes the goofy. <laughs> Before we get started, a quick shout out to our latest Patreon supporter, JJ and Cobalt. If you need polyamory or power exchange counsel, we could help find someone. Or just reach out to us. Patreon supporters get free feedback and advice. From Dan and Dawn. <laughs> That's not wrong. Well, this is going well so far. Well, I must it's because you started it off, and I usually start it off. <laughs> is that where it is? Yeah. Uh, today on the, in, on the podcast, we are going to be talking about how to be skilled at being a bottom. I don't know anything about that. But fortunately, I have... Dawn sitting next to me, but also Kame Bat is also with us, author of The Collar and many other books, including a few coloring books for littles. Yes, absolutely. And so we are going to find out how to be a good bottom from you guys. And does it really take anything? I mean, you just lay there, right? <laughs> do you see these? Bushes? Yeah, that's what I was about. I was okay, like, do you see these? Wait a second. Kame Bat's dropping, second. dropping okay, her pants. So. This doesn't just happen. Right? Yes. A little bit lower, a little bit lower, because I think they're darker, a little bit lower. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah, they, they don't just... It's too bad we don't do the uh, YouTube video anymore, because people will be able to see it. Oh, they'd probably freak out. <laughs> it's a little bruised, so... But um, to be a good bottom, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends what you're looking for, right? I have to stay still. I had a single tail, whip my nipples, and I had to go, and my hands went whoosh, and covered both boobs, and then... To be a good bottom, you have to lift those hands off, <laughs> knowing it's going to happen again. <laughs> so I mean, there's just there's things What's involved, that? right? I don't you know. A bird in your pocket. <laughs> is there is there more to it than just keeping your hands out of the way? Sure. Yeah, keeping your hands out of the way, knowing how to breathe. Well, being willing to speak up. Yeah, being willing to speak up. Mm -hmm. Hold your boundaries. Absolutely. Right. You got to hold your boundaries. We were things that you've. Yeah, we were talking about that. So things that you've agreed to, if they start pushing you in a different direction while you're playing, you have to be strong enough to say, nope, that's not the way we were going. But how do you, how do you develop that? I, I, I recognize that a good dom isn't going to negotiate mid-scene, but certainly there's occasions where people do that. Um, there, there are occasions. I wanted to negotiate mid-scene. Mid I was having a scene that started to take a very sexual turn. Yeah. And I, uh, so part of it was it's not just controlling, you know, your boundaries for other people, but staying true to whatever boundary you set for yourself. Yeah. So, and uh, that can be a little difficult, right? So, because we're not in control of the scene per se, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's control on both sides. But in actuality, you know, the, the dominant is the one wielding the stuff. And when, once we're in headspace, it's kind of hard. And we might be blindfolded. Right. We might be gagged. We might have other senses. You know, where I in the position I was in, I wasn't looking at people much. I was not looking seeing. at people at all. My eyes are usually closed because I like to feel a sensation. And if my eyes are open, I get a little sensory overload. So because I start listening to the conversations and watching the people and who's watching me and blah, blah, what do I look like? And if I close my eyes, I can just focus on the energy between me and the person and the actual... Uh, single tail strikes or spanks or you know what whatever is going on so whatever tools are being used so it's kind of cool because we were right next to each other mm -hmm. we both had a scene at the very beginning we were like 
spitting distance. Saturday night, yeah. Uh-huh. We were right next to And uh, right when they opened up the dungeon. And so when I... <laughs> When I got up to get kneed in the cunt repeatedly before I, before I went back on the spanking bench, I was able to look over and see her on the... Yeah. So we were, like, right there. So I'm going to go start scening as a bottom. Okay. What do I need to know? Just go fucking do it? Negotiate. Negotiate. You need negotiate. to know to negotiate. Can't there Dom is... take care of that for me? If it, only if you want them to use you in whatever manner, but if they if you don't negotiate... And they do whatever they want to do. You mean your Dom you or the Dom that you're later. playing with? The Dom that I'm playing with. Oh. I mean, well, how, do, how do I know what I want to do? I don't think we you don't necessarily know. have to know what you want to do, but I think it's really important that you know what you don't want to do. And um, one thing that I learned from you guys was the whole, and I did it with this person that I played with. We played once before, but with a much smaller thing. But saying, what do you have in your bag? If you just would show me everything you have, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you if there's anything there that... I don't want you to use because in the heat of it, he might pick it up or she right. might pick it up, might use it. You don't want to be thinking out of the back of your mind. Is that, you know? Right. Um, and uh, I didn't end up taking anything out of that bag, but just saying, okay, like these things are on the table. Sort of like with the Kickstarter cards, you know, these things are on the table. Right. This is what we can do. We don't have to do it all. Yeah. So, and know what your boundaries are. So one of the persons that I was playing with Said, literally said, what if, while I'm spanking you, I stick my cock in your face? Is that acceptable? And I said, absolutely not. Right? And they're like, oh, why not? And I said, because my poly rules don't allow it. So my poly rules don't allow any sex without me asking my partners first. And he's like, oh, you consider that sex? And I said, yes, I consider that sex. So it's off the table, including kissing. So anything that involves... Um, a possibility of exchange of fluid is off the table. Is that a red flag right there? If you say, if I said, hey, is it okay if I stick my cock in your face? And you say, absolutely not. And then from, no, not that. Okay. But for me to have the follow-up question, oh, why? How come? It was a red flag for me. Was when, it she, a red when, fl- she, when she told me that story, mm-hmm. that remember I reacted yeah. by going like, oh, that would have been it for me. Yeah. The, that my no isn't. A yeah, no. and I think he was just looking for more information, and we've played maybe. twice before, right? So maybe he just thought this wasn't a new a new play person. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he was, you know, and he did say, if I don't ask, how do how would I get a yes? So I'm interested in it. So if I don't ask, how how do I know that that's even a possibility? Sure. And I'm like, no, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with sense. the idea that you know. I'm okay with him asking why, as long as he doesn't or they, you know, it doesn't have to be a he. Um, as long as they're not trying to push me into something. I think they were just looking for more information because, Mm -hmm. so, you know, so I wonder if they've been spending some time in a swing environment where that is not considered something that, you know, we've been in, we've gone to swing clubs before where oral sex is done all the time. It's not considered something that you have to use safer sex for or, or whatever. So, but that, I think that's part of the, the issue. So in that particular scene that you had, mm-hmm. if you hadn't had that conversation and you had just said no sex, you might have been mid-scene, totally spaced out, and had a dick in your mouth. Right. Right. And, and that person legitimately saying, well, that's not sad. Right. So I think that really um, <laughs> taking the time to have that, that the kind of tedious conversations ahead of time right. makes the makes later much because me saying no kissing actually surprised him as well mm-hmm. so whereas i play do with that with me too yeah well i play with someone else that kissing has never been brought up so mm-hmm. but because it hasn't been brought up 
we wouldn't do it. And so I, actually put, I actually put that on my profile not too long ago because I had so many questions about it that just said, playing with me, the general, in general terms, involves no sexual interaction whatsoever or romantic interaction, right. unless we've talked about that. Because I found that some people just assume right. when they've got you spread, they've got a, they're cropping you between your legs, that if they see that you're wet, the finger's going to go there or yeah. whatever. And, and no. no. No, there, there's a and difference that, between the two. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to get wet without you feeling like you have to do something, do something about, about it. it right? <laughs> if you want me to do something about it, tell me to do something right. about it. No, I'll do that. And don't ask me mid-scene. That's something that's right. supposed to come. Because once you're once you're floaty, you're liable to say yes to anything, which well, that's some what happens people are counting on. Right, right but, which was just, you know, it's like, so I'm getting, I didn't know I was going to get need in a cunt. And who doesn't like a good knee to the cunt, really? Right. Boot oh. to the cunt, knee to the cunt, fist to the cunt. And it's he all just good. starts going at it. And I just had to lean back and say, look, okay, you keep doing that and we'll have to fuck. And since we didn't negotiate that, you better <laughs> you stop. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be satisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. So, so are you learning? So it sounds like... <laughs> He looks like he's, or he's, really just, he's, he's like, I got it's two so feet fucking, and there are two cons in this room. Yeah, it's so fucking that. complex, though, the way you guys are putting it. It's like, well, I have to, as the bottom, I have to have this big long list of do's and don'ts, or and I have to assume that people might kiss me unless I prohibit that from happening. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to think about. And you have to talk about aftercare. And you have to talk about, you know, who's going to do the aftercare, what aftercare, who do you have your blanket, you know, do you want me to get you water or are you going to get your own water? And I see, you know, I didn't discuss any of that with him. That's interesting I because I didn't actually discuss, it's something I usually mention, but um, I wasn't anticipating the kind of scene that I was going to have. Yeah. And so, like, I made it to the room and then I think that's when I made the call for chocolate. I yeah. legitimately it was like realized I have oranges and for me oranges and chocolate are just my sort mm-hmm. of grounding thing. And I was like, I would require chocolate. And I had not <laughs> not I did not expect And I'm okay with saying, well, after care, I'm okay with going back to Dan. I'm okay with going back to my room. I'm I've got my cape, which is my my um, aftercare blanket. Um, but water and stuff like that, we'll figure it out when we get to the mm-hmm. end. You know, I'm not going to know what I need until I, afterwards. So, are you sure that all this isn't the Dom's responsibility to work out no, first? No, not if you want the scene that you want. Right. If I want a really good scene, I need to make sure that I'm speaking up as well. So, and the two scenes that I had were very different. So, you know, it's two different people. It's two different styles. So I need to be able to say what my limits are because they're not the same with each person. So how do you convey this stuff to other bottoms? Because you are not describing scenes that I've ever negotiated with any bottom. It is always, what do you want to do, Master Dan? Ooh, what do you get into? What do you want to do? And I have to say, look, here's my toys. Take the toys away that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, it is super rare, although it does happen on occasion, it's, but it's pretty rare that I've had a bottom say, by the way, kissing is off the table, fingering is off the table, keep your cock in your pants. I normally have to bring up those things to say, hey, is this sort of thing appropriate? Or right. is it just because, maybe, now, is it just because I'm, I'm driving the conversation? It could be because you're driving the conversation. It could be, um, uh, Or do you think, know. do you think that there's some, um, maybe a more than one bottom out there that it is happy that they've gotten a fucking scene with somebody 
and they, they don't, don't want to put limits on it in case it drives you away. Yeah. That could absolutely and be. And I it. think that we have a disproportionate number of female submissives, at mm -hmm. least in our community. More doms are, not all, but more of them are male and female. And our society tends to tell women to please. To, so I think there's a sort of, I don't want to upset them. I don't want them to think I'm needy. I don't want them to think I'm difficult. I don't want them to think... Or they haven't even thought about what their boundaries are yet, right? So if you're coming across new people, they may not, they may have a long list of boundaries, right? right? So scary things, or they may not have enough experience to even know what is a boundary, right? I've learned over time, I've been doing this for 20 years, so I've learned over time that I don't particularly like kissing people during a kink event unless I already feel intimate with them, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I'm going to take that off the table. Um, I've learned from doms where I've sat down with the Kingstarter deck and I've left sexy stuff in the deck and they've been okay with saying, you know what, sex is only for my partner. So that won't be in our scene. Yep. So, and because, so because I have that experience of other people being okay with setting boundaries, you know, um, a lot of people won't do blank, what is it, what do we call it, blank Blanket consent. Blanket consent. A lot of people won't do blanket consent scenes anymore because of all the consent stuff going sure. on, right? I mean, doms that won't do blanket consent scenes mm -hmm. because they don't want it to come back on them. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say, oh, you've got consent to do anything because it puts them in a bad position as well. And see, so I'm a switch. And so I don't mm -hmm. usually play on the, the, you know, I'm usually on the lower end of the slash or the, the lower case, but I do sometimes top. And it is truly scary, in my mm -hmm. opinion, and I know that I don't have a lot of experience at it. But we tend to think of these scenes as a scene where this poor submissive must trust this dominant, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the power is with the dominant and, and the submissive. And uh, from the other side of the slash, as a dominant, you absolutely have to be able to trust that the person you're hurting is going to speak up if yeah. they are being triggered. They're going to speak up, but they're not going to lay there, lock down, and then go later and tell somebody about the trauma that they received at your right. hands. Or that, that you have to, there's a lot of trust mm -hmm. from the other side that you're going to speak up. And I think, I personally like it if somebody speaks up. I don't want somebody not to be having a good experience. And I actually make sure to mention that during negotiation. I'm yeah. like, so here's my safe words, and you can trust that I'll know how to use my safe words. The one that I played with Saturday night, they're like, so will you get into headspace deep enough to where you won't remember your safe words? And I'm like, oh, no, I, I will remember my safe words. So I'm, I've been programmed enough to where if something goes wrong, I may not even know to say no, but I'll know to say yellow or red. Yeah. So, so, the, so you and I have both seen with a particular person that you saw this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I wrote about it, an encounter I had with that particular person who plays very hard. Oh, yeah. Plays very, very hard, hard. And plays with things that are incredibly, you know, machetes, electrical devices that are antiques that have no, have <laughs> oh, no yeah. sensor. You just I've played, playing with it. Right. I've played that, too. Right. And so um, I, when I wrote about that particular, this was years ago, it was because I had occasion to yellow. And it was the first time in a public environment that I had to yellow. Mm-hmm. And after the scene, right, he came and leaned into me and he thanked me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep. You know, for 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 not yeah, caring he, what these other and there were some people around that made some snide remarks. Yeah. About it, and he said, thank you. Yeah. For, for telling me that, right? For speaking up. Um, and I think I just think that some of the shit we do is incredibly dangerous and well, requires an incredible amount of trust. Indeed, and and the only the, 
he's told me that the only reason he can play that hard is because he plays with people that he trusts to speak up and give safe words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the only way he can play that hard. Because if, if he doesn't think you're going to speak up, he's not going to go that hard because he doesn't want to harm. I think that the, the one bit of advice that I would give to a bottom, and I've never bottomed, but fucking watch that dominant play with somebody else. Absolutely. And see if they're, you know, different doms play different styles. I have a very sensual style. Mm-hmm. Um so, watching how I play will tell you if it's on the kind of scene that you want or not. You have a very sensual style until you don't. Right. When you played with... Uh, with the person, with, this, that scene yes. out there, some people had some... Some people had not seen you play so hard down before, and, and jaws were dropping. So, and I'm like, really? Have you not seen him play with and me? And see, I didn't hear the one comment you heard, but the one comment I heard is, who's on top? Who is that? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Have you not seen them play that way? Never so you have two styles, right? Yeah. So and sometimes you were worried at one point when you were playing so hard, you were worried that because someone went up and asked you if you would play with them, but that they weren't a pain slut, that they mm-hmm. didn't know they could yeah. take it. So they had seen mm-hmm. you play really hard and then didn't know that you could play sensual. But the the per, the people that I've played with um, in the last couple of years, well, the one that I played with Friday night, I watched him for four years before. Mm-hmm. I actually asked him to play. And for certain things even more. So, like, I have two people that I will I will allow to single tail me. And I love a, a very su- substantial single tail mm-hmm. scene. But not everybody can handle that, and that's right. okay. But it's interesting to me that you think that somehow that people perhaps don't have to worry about trusting you so much because you're a sensual player. Like, what harm could you do? And I think... You could do incredible harm. No, I didn't suggest okay. that at all. <laughs> okay, okay, because I was going to say so that, yeah. the, that people he has might to think warn that them. he has to warn people. Them. People might think, "Ooh, it's the big scary stuff that you have to worry." But but somebody who gets deep in in your brain and is mucking around in things of the spirit of the soul of the brain, I think can fuck up a person oh, way yeah. more than way more than a single tail. Uh, both yeah. a single tail and the stuff that I do are uh, the bottom has to be somewhat vulnerable. The vulnerability that you have to be when you sing with me is a different animal than you would with a single tail. It's not better or worse, just, but it, is, mm-hmm. it does draw a different thing from inside of you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, as a, as a bottom, yeah, I guess what I'm going to recommend is as, as a bottom, get to know yourself, what you like and what you will and won't do with a person. And just because you do something with one person doesn't mean you have to do it with another person. Your limits yep. and, and desires can be different from scene to scene. And just so. because we add sex or BDSM to it, it doesn't throw common sense out of the window. And if you're going to a masseuse for the first time, you say, is it fully clothed? Do I have to be naked? What mm-hmm. parts are you going to touch? What parts aren't you going to touch? I mean, we right. in other areas of our life, we have these sorts of casual conversations without it being at, at all odd. But all of a sudden, when we throw the kink in it or the sex in it, it's like, oh, I can't say what I want. I can't say what I need. And yeah. I think, I've gotten... Yeah. Pretty good at saying what I want and need. Good. Right? I, you know what? I pussyfoot around. We're there for the same thing. We're back to kicking cunts. Kicking cunts. Mm. Pussyfooting around. Pussy moist. Around. Moist. moist. <laughs> We're going to start sounding like Letter Kenny. <laughs> moist. Um, you know, I was a little worried that the topic may not have legs, but there's a lot There's a lot to chew on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is not a lot to talk about is recently I ran across a question on the old Reddit that said, men who are quiet during sex, what are you thinking about? And why aren't you more vocal? Mm. Would you say I am quiet during sex? No, not so much. 
When you get vocal, though, it doesn't last long. This is one of the comments. So, because um, <laughs> once he starts doing the dirty talk, man, it, everything just blows up. Yeah, uh, that On was both absolutely. Of our sides. Uh, one of the comments was, if I was uh, talking about sex, then I would come too quickly. Right. Um, it's a mixture of feeling awkward saying sexy stuff and trying not to come too soon. Talking about how hot this is will not help. Is one of the comments. I was waiting for one of the guys to go if I wanted you to know what I was thinking I have been talking. <laughs> a similar one to that is better to be silent and thought a fool than to speak and remove Move all doubt. Yes. Um, okay, here's one thing. Don't ever try to sing to somebody while you fuck them, though. I had a lover, uh, and he was a, he looked a lot like Prince, and he used to try to sing yeah. while he fucked. Oh, no. Um, that was not a good... That was not good. No. But not you know good. what? You don't have to talk to me. Even once and right. growls, something, anything. Yeah. That works even better. Yeah. Than, oh, yeah. Well, the same is Let true of women, too. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the... Uh, this one... Uh, first, it was, don't want the parents to hear. Then it <laughs> okay. was... Don't want the roommates to hear. Children. Now it's I don't want my kids to hear. <laughs> yep. And but the one that I relate with most is uh, the mm -hmm. reason I'm not talking during sex because I am thinking, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. Oh. <laughs> Being a man must be incredibly difficult. Oh, it has its moments. <laughs> well, you can write your name in the snow. Boom. See, there they do go. have some. They can. They can. Pee in Cheerios in the toilet. I mean, you can just take aim. And do you pee? No. Who do you know I'm that thinking, pees in Cheerios? I'm that's how I taught boys how to go to the. Oh, I've yeah. heard of people painting um, flies in the toilet. There's one. What? Some bars do that. You put a fly, paint a fly inside the toilet. Guys will try to shoot the fly with their urine, like a realistic looking fly. <laughs> Like a bug. Guys are so determined to piss on the poor bug that they like aim right for it. I've not been to that bar. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that here. Well, but on the other hand, if I find my fucking breakfast cereal in the toilet, I'm not going to be happy about that either. Cheerios. Cheerios, man. What I am happy Cheap about is uh, recently we were just came back from the Cope, and at the Cope are good friends and podcast friends Johnny Jackhammer and Good Witch from Wisconsin. Came by, Dad came down for Cope, had a wonderful evening with them last night. We had them over to Pizza the house. and ice cream. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and apparently, I did not know this, I thought that Jenny's ice cream was this big Columbus thing. But apparently, there's 40 locations around the United States now we can get Jenny's they, ice cream. But the original's here in Columbus, right? Well, yeah, yeah. she had to shut it down. Yeah. They had that whole hysteria thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole little hysteria thing. Yeah, whatever. Well, it's back, though. I mean... Yeah, it's, 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 uh, they got... They got or legionnaires or something. They got, they I don't got, remember yeah. what it was. They cleaned yeah, it up. I got three pints of it in my freezer. Yeah. yeah. Two. Two well, and a half two, or so. <laughs> gooey. It's good. Gooey cake batter. Gooey cake batter. And see, it's Fun vegan ice cream over at my house. And yeah, we found I, some delicious vegan ice creams. Really? Because I have not seen any <laughs> vegan delicious ice fact, creams. I've seen some horrible looking, he, tasting, smelling. We were out of ice cream on our side, so he went to a raid... Karen's freezer, uh -huh. and he come back with some red bean rice. No, no, something. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> was, I'll hook you he up. He took it back. It was like <laughs> hey, ice cream. Ice cream in quotes. Right? Thursday, would you like some ice cream? I've got Jenny's at the house. What are you bringing? Some <laughs> some vegan ice cream that I don't think you'll hate. Yeah. So this <laughs> is how. Here's something. You weren't strong enough on this to use the word like. I see. Okay. 
Um, and speaking of, because she is sitting here, the Kame Bat, uh, apparently she likes our goofy plane pic that she found on the Instagram from not too long ago. I think that was our Tulsa trip or something. Yep. You guys just look so relaxed. You're zen. <laughs> you just look like you're just like taking a deep breath. So um, you can also find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day at Erotic Awakening. I think right now it's mostly flogger pics. You don't have an Instagram picture today. No, no Not Instagram today. picture today. I should have taken pictures of me making cloaks. There you go. So you should put. You should get a picture of a bruise. Mm. Mm. Side note. Uh, <laughs> as I go for Instagram. Um, side note: If you ever do go to a an event. And you're wearing your sexy finery, and you have to go up into maybe back to your room or whatever your that event calls vanilla space, right? Because you can walk around the dungeon naked, but then you have to go outside and have a smoke or something. Um, those cloaks that you are making is a fantastic idea. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. Yep. So I'm uh, attempting to make them tonight, and we'll see how many we can get for Blossom Trading. I can't company. really see your bruise, though. No. Here. Oh. Whoa. Is that better? Um, you will not like this picture. Well, then go for that one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, there you go. Because it's on the underside of my arm, yeah. So we'll go for the one on the There's the some interesting the coloring. Um, other than that, we have some new subscribers to the newsletter. I don't know why I say that, because we never send out a newsletter. But It's on my list. It was actually on the top of my list today, and I decided to sew capes instead. Fair enough. So we have Hannah from Idaho. Dave the Sleepy Geek from North Carolina. S from Maryland. And Zoe from Ohio. So get your shout out and head over to eroticawakening.com, and you'll see the link to get on the EA newsletter. And that's about it. Didn't you just get a new patron? We talked. Didn't oh, we did say? you? Did I miss it? We started off by talking about yep, JJ yep. and Cobalt, oh, a fantastic yeah. new patron. Everybody supporters. should do that. I keep telling people, even just like a dollar a month, if everybody did that. Mm-hmm. Or 20, or uh, 25. It'd be awesome. We <laughs> have all the gear and everything we need to start recording the Poly Toolkit as a book, and our patron supporters are going to get that for free as we start putting a chapter out and put a chapter mm-hmm. out, put a chapter out, so they'll be Neat. able to enjoy that. Nice. So, so did you, uh, understanding what Dan's saying, so we're going to start the Audible book. The Poly Toolkit and the Patreon supporters get it for free. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com erotic awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.